I think it would be good right at this point for me to go ahead and uh, uh, introduce our special guest uh, to you. Uh, I alluded to earlier uh, that we uh, are privileged to have uh, many of the staff, um, patient advocates, and uh, board members of Sound Choices uh, Pregnancy Clinic, uh, which was established by our church family uh, way back in 1981. Uh, at that time, it was called the Crisis Pregnancy Center, and that was started in March of 1981, actually, uh, initially, right below us, uh, where the uh, children are meeting right now. That was the uh, first pregnancy center that we operated right out of the church, and then uh, in 1982, we moved to the present location, down Winton Road uh, off of uh, Winton uh, Court. Uh, this is a wonderful ministry. Uh, of course, this was our church's response uh, to abortion. Of course, it's our firm biblical belief and conviction uh, that there's an unbreakable link between God and the intrinsic worth and dignity of human life. And because life is created in God's image, therefore every life has value. Uh, and every life should be protected and cherished. Um, and of course, in light of that, we believe abortion is the slaughter of the most innocent and defenseless member of the human family. And we believed uh, God was calling us as a church to stand in the gap on behalf of these little ones uh, to see them saved. So this is a beautiful ministry that reaches out to women that would be considering abortion. Uh, we have the opportunity to provide them a window into their womb to see the beauty of that little one developing within them. Uh, and then, of course, we have the opportunity to let them know uh, they won't have to walk alone uh, through the difficult days of their pregnancy, but we'll be there for them. Uh, many practical ways to demonstrate the love of Jesus and through those practical demonstrations uh, to develop rapport and relationship uh, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is our ultimate goal. Uh, we view this as an evangelistic arm of not only our church, but the other churches that support this ministry in the community. And uh, that is central in everything that we are and do, uh, to live and share the gospel of Jesus Christ and use this ministry as a platform to do that. So let me, uh, I will bring them all up and then give you an opportunity once they're all up to express your appreciation to them. Uh, but our new executive director, uh, Melissa Howard, and then our uh, center director, Robin Shreve, and then our developmental director, Aaron Katowski, and then our client services director, Shannon Caffey, and then our development, uh, development administrator, Carly Cumbest, and then our nurse manager, Karen Herndon, our uh, nur another nurse, uh, Bert Harrelson, another nurse, Jennifer Green, and then uh, Barbara Wright is one of our sonographers, and Kara Livingston is another one of our sonographers. And of course, the way we provide a window into the womb is through the amazing uh, ultrasound uh, technology. Uh, and then our, we have uh, two parenting class uh, teachers, my wife Kathy and uh, Glenda Hendricks that uh, teach parenting classes to the girls. And then uh, I believe these patient advocates are here. These are folks that would volunteer and work directly with clients 
Javon Goldsmith of our church, Melanie Evans, uh, Sue Downey, and Jeannie Adams. So if y'all are here, you're welcome to come up as well. And then we do have a few of the board members with us. Glad to have Hervin, uh, Herman Ivey, uh, the new president of the board. And then uh, from our own church, uh, Terry. Terry's probably upstairs uh, with the uh, cameras. Terry Hadaway and Cheryl Carroll. I know Cheryl's here. Come on down, Cheryl. She's on the board as well. Uh, but folks, uh, uh, these uh, standing before you are on the front lines day in, day out, uh, battling for life uh, through their lives, through their ministries. We have literally over the year seen thousands of little ones saved to have the opportunity to discover their God-given destiny. I could just go on and on telling you, think about it, with the age of our center, uh, we have uh, children that were saved that are now 37, 38 years old. Uh, I can think of a girl that's uh, a lawyer working for a pro-life ministry. We have missionaries, pastors, we could go on. Not to mention the, uh, the women's lives themselves that were changed, never to be the same again, that are still walking with the Lord. So this would be the appropriate time for us as a church family to express our appreciation to these folks who are standing in the gap on behalf of God. Amen. Amen. We'll let you go back to your uh, seats. And they'll be sharing with us in just a moment. We've given them the message time. I don't know exactly how they're going to use it. Just to give us an update, report on the ministry so that we will know better how to pray. And maybe there's someone right out there God would lead to uh, become directly involved as a volunteer. And they would be glad to equip you and train you in that uh, fashion. Howard up. The executive director of the ministry as she's coming let me just remind the church family hard to believe uh, first weekend in March uh, we'll be hosting the National Pregnancy Center conference right here we'll have hundreds of folks with us from all over the the country you'll be hearing more about that because we need your help uh, especially in helping us serve meals that's one of our greatest challenges with the uh, numbers that we have but I know Melissa is very nervous so help her out a little bit and give her a good Edgewood welcome. <laughs> good morning. It's a lot easier standing up here talking than it is singing. I don't know why that is, but it just is. Um, but before Sound Choices get started with their part, um, Carol had asked if she could address you one last time. And I said, sure you can. That means the last time I have to talk. Yay. But... Um, I know you all know Carol, and um, she was kind of nervous about me standing up here, and before she came up here, she's shaking her head now. I call her mama, I call her friend, I call her mentor. Um, she knows me better than most people know me, which is scary sometimes. Um, but she has blessed me more than I could ever say. Um, she's loved me when I haven't always been lovable. I know that's hard to believe, but I'm not always lovable. and. Um, She's taught me how to walk with the Lord, which is most important to me. And she mentored me because she knew that this was where I was supposed to be even when I wanted to run away. So um, 
Carol's going to come up and talk to you now. Am I in trouble? Always. For the sake of our guest, Carol was the former executive director who just retired at the end of this year after 14 years. Yes, 14 years. Actually, I trained with you in 1981. Yep. So um, it's been a long history for me. Um, I woke up singing a song this morning, which is kind of scary for my husband, because I'm not a singer, but I am a praiser. Um, and the song, Oh, Four Thousand Tongues to Sing, His Great Redeeming <coughs> Praise, The Glories of My God and King, The Triumphs of His Grace. And that's why I'm here, The Triumph of His Grace, that I have been privileged to partake of, to see, to watch, to know, and to grow. And I have three things I want to tell you today. The one is legacy. Andy talked about the legacy that we have here at Edgewood. And I say we because whether you like it or not, I became a part of your family um, in 1981 when you as a church decided to become frontline warriors for life. And you introduced me to a ministry and to a calling, my husband and I both, to a calling that has um, definitely revolutionized how we live, how we minister, how we pray, how we interact, and most of all, how we know God in his amazing, triumphant grace. And your legacy is me, but it's those who stood before you just a few minutes ago. And it's countless people that you may see or you may not ever know of until eternity. And I think it's kind of appropriate that Andy and Kathy are both wearing purple today um, because that's the color of royalty. And believe me, when I am in their presence, I believe I am in royalty because I know the sacrifices that they have made to proclaim the message that life begins at conception and no other truth can justify or false truth could justify the taking of a life of an unborn child. There is much out there today that attacks that legacy. They said there were about a thousand people in, Florida, in um, Washington, D.C. for the march. There were more than 650,000 people. And so we're in good company just because God is on our side and he has already won this war. But we as foot soldiers must continue every day to lift high the banner of life and love, forgiveness, and grace. So you have a great legacy. And then you have, I have a longing. I have a longing to see this ministry go beyond what I could ever have taken it. I have a longing to see Melissa and her staff be more effective, more God-conscious, more productive than I could ever imagine. And that's how I pray. And then I have a link. I have a link to you because of your legacy. I have a link to them because of my involvement. And I have a link to the God who answers prayer. 
And he answers in ways that transform lives and bring about um, a life-giving love that brings these ladies who could work lots of other places much more profitably in human terms, but never in heavenly terms. So I'm looking forward to seeing a legacy continue, a longing fulfilled, and the link that I have grow as I continually support you, love you, and pray for you. Thank you for the privilege of being a part. Thank you. Every day in the Tri-County area and beyond, choices are made that affect the future of our families, our community, and our country. Most of all, these choices weigh heavily on the women who face them, who feel alone, scared, or unprepared. Sound Choices empowers women with hope and with the Christ-centered support she needs. Megan faced this choice on the day she took a pregnancy test and received a positive result. That day would forever change her life and the lives of her family. How did this happen? What am I going to do? What are people going to say? I can't be a mother. I kind of felt really alone and scared, and my boyfriend, the father of my child, he didn't want me to keep the child either, so I was kind of like, what am I gonna do? I don't, you know, I can't do this by myself. And so I was, thinking about going through with an abortion, and so that's when um, I looked up online and um, Sound Choices was one of the first places that popped up. Megan was met at the door of her decision with compassion, accurate information, and unconditional love. The medical staff were able to give Megan information that she could not forget, and she made the decision to keep and embrace her pregnancy. But the reality that that lady was laying on that table, and that was her baby, I lost it. I really did for the first time to see the reality and hoping it would affect them the same way. Someone had stood up for my son's life, and I'm like, and every time I look at him, he's the reason why I'm, you know, tell people like that is a life. You can't do that. Like your 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 feelings are temporary. It's just there's so many other factors and it's not your life. You know, people are saying it's my body. I can do what I want, but it's like it's not your body. You're not the one being aborted. Mother Teresa said, there is a famine in America, not of food, but of love, of truth, and of life. Uh, we are pro-life and we want uh, every expecting mother in the surrounding area to come through here and, and, and just be ministered to and, and to, to get relationships and build uh, relationships with other people and have encouragement and, and uh, so we, we really support this ministry and so we, we're just uh, more than blessed to know that our own daughter uh, was a part uh, in some way of Sound Choices. For Sound choices to operate, and to, uh, I know there has to be many people that um, provide funding and donate money and time 
And to those people, um, I just, all I, I mean, I just thank you. Um, we wouldn't have our daughter um, if, if this organization did not exist. And um, if you are thinking about whether you should donate to Sound Choices, um, just think about all the lives that have been saved and that will be saved through this organization. We are full to overflowing to know that as our doors open and our wheels turn, life and hope thrive. Edmund Burke said, nobody made a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could do only a little. We have the ability to do what looks like little, but its impact is big. Just ask Megan and her son. Once again, I am Melissa Howard. Um, I am the executive director at Sound Choices, and that still sounds so weird for me to say that. Um, I was going to tell you a little bit about me. Many of you know me, but some of you may not. Um, I'm trying not to look at Patty as she's right in my, in my view. She likes to give me a hard time. Um, but I started volunteering at Sound Choices in 2006, and I always dreamed that... Um, I would get to be, I always thought it would be so cool if I could go to work every day at Sound Choices, but I thought, ah, that'll never happen, that's just a dream. Little did I know um, that God already had that planned out. And I remember very clearly telling Carol one Sunday at church, um, I, one day I want to be at Sound Choices. I don't know what that looks like, but I want to I be there. And she said, okay, we'll pray about it. And I was like, ah. Really? And so that was 2006, 2007. Um, in August of 2011, she said, I have a, I have a part-time position. Are you still interested? And I was like, oh, this is real. So I, didn't, I had to think about it for a little while. But I said, okay. So I left my job of 13 years that was familiar and comfortable and stepped out in something that I had no idea what I was going to be getting myself into. Um, and then he quickly made a full-time position for me. And Carol sneakily started mentoring me. Um, I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize that for the first couple of years, but she just kind of snuck that in there. And I knew the day was coming, but I didn't know it would get here so fast. I didn't know it would get here so fast, but it's here. Um, and it still seems so unreal that God would choose me, me, Melissa Howard, to be let alone involved at Sound Choices, but to lead Sound Choices. You see, when I was 16, um, I faced an unplanned pregnancy. <coughs> My parents thought they were protecting their child and thought that abortion was the best answer. We had no idea what that really meant, and it's not their fault. Um, I was the one in that position. And so life was supposed to go on. And it did, but it wasn't a very good life. It was a life full of pain and misery and heartache. Um, Carol always jokes about how it's a miracle that I'm standing here looking at you, talking to you, because I was always just the one that would like to um, 
hide in the back or have my head down. I wouldn't, don't, don't ask me to look at you, let alone speak to you. Um, but I finally got to the point in 2003 when I realized something's got to change or this life can't continue. I don't like, I don't like this person. Um, so that's when I realized that I couldn't save myself and that I needed a savior. And the only hope that I had was Jesus. And from that point on, um, he began teaching me and showing me that I did have value. I did have purpose. Um, I could be forgiven. I was forgiven. Um, and that I didn't have to hang my head in shame and guilt. That he had something for me to do and I needed to get busy doing that. So when I stand here before you today, that's why I say it's unbelievable that he chose me. That he chose to use me. Because um, it's, it's not about me. Because I couldn't be standing here doing this myself. It's, it's all about him. Um, so on behalf of the staff, um, thank you for allowing us to be here today and to share with you. We're always happy to be here. Um, it's like family. It's comfortable. Y'all love us, and we know that. And I don't know that you, if you ever really stop and take a look at how your investments have made an, a difference in the life of Sound Choices and those that we serve. But I just wanted to kind of give you a little um, recap of that. So Aaron, my development director, um, went back and gave me a number from beginning of January all the way through the end of 2018, so a two-year span here. And in those two years, you've given a little over $37,000 as a church, not individuals, but as a church on a whole. And then Baby Bottle Boomerang, you've given a little over $10,000 towards Baby Bottle Boomerang. So that's a grand total from you, Edgewood Baptist Church, of $48,456. So I think you need to give yourself a hand. That's, that's huge. And it's, you haven't just invested with money, with finances, but um, I love to mention the Sunday school class here at Edgewood. I don't know what y'all's name, what the Sunday school class name is. Linda Hendricks, Sunday school class. That's what Glenda said. Okay. But the Sunday school class has taken us home and have loved us and have encouraged us and have provided baby showers for little Lane. He belongs to Kara. And um, they send us notes of encouragement all the time and they pray for us and they come in and visit us on occasion and that means so much so we say thank you Linda and Glenda and Jeannie wherever Jeannie is I know she's here somewhere but thank y'all for and Mike and all those involved thank y'all for investing in us um, but we have five volunteers that serve um, at Sound Choices we have board members that serve and many of you are on our e-prayer team ministry where you go and you Pray for us um, daily, weekly. When we have emergencies, you reach out and we reach out to you and you pray for us and pray for that patient right then that's struggling at that moment. So we say thank you. We certainly value and appreciate your support and your prayers. Um, I'm going to have Erin Gatowski come up now. She's our, like I said, our development director. And we have such a great staff. Um, I don't know if anybody else that has the staff that we have at Sound Choices. We truly love each other. And when one hurts, the other hurts, and we cry a lot and laugh a lot, and, and they all get in trouble a lot. I don't get in any trouble because I don't, I'm, that's just not me, right? And they're all laughing, though. No. My nickname is Trouble, but a good kind of trouble. Um, so I love my staff, and I'm thankful for them, and I'm glad that God 
allowed me to lead an easy group like my staff. And so Sharon, Sharon, Erin's going to share with you just for a moment. You guys, those numbers were astounding when we pulled them up about what you guys have given. And that's my job at Sound Choices. I am the fundraiser. So I just want to personally say thank you. Um, we're so grateful for all of you. Um, we, most of you are familiar with our Sound Choices Gala. Are most of you familiar with that? Every other year we hold this gala. Um, we're excited to announce that this year the gala is going to be on Thursday, September 12th. Um, and the theme is going to be You Belong. And our speaker for this event is going to be Lee Strobel. So if you're not familiar with who Lee Strobel is, I'm going to read a little bit of his uh, biography to you. Atheist turned Christian Lee Strobel, the former award-winning legal editor of the Chicago Tribune, is a New York Times best-selling author of more than 20 books. He serves as professor of Christian thought at Houston Baptist University and is teaching pastor at Woodlands Church in Texas. After investigating the evidence for Jesus, Lee became a Christian in 1981. In 2017, Lee's spiritual journey was depicted in a major motion picture, The Case for Christ, which ranks among the top 20 faith-based films. Lee has won national awards for his books, The Case for Christ, The Case for Faith, The Case for a Creator, and The Case for Grace. So we're really excited about him coming to speak at this gala. Uh, look for a save the date to come in the mail in the next month or so. And if you're interested in more information about the gala, but you don't have, uh, we don't have your contact information, please see us at our resource table in the foyer. Thank you. Not Sharon, but Erin, thank you. Um, so what's new at Sound Choices? What's coming for 2019? Um, my nurse manager cringes every time I, we talk about this, but <clears throat> we're working towards adding STD, STI testing and treatment. I know, sexually transmitted disease, sexually transmitted infection, testing and treatment. <clears throat> the number of these cases are on an increase and has been deemed a health care crisis. So this is a great opportunity for Sound Choices to have a discussion with our patients about the needed lifestyle changes, changes during STI testing. Um, and it gives us a more opportunity to talk to them about these things rather than just pregnancy testing and ultrasound alone. Plus, we also have um, the possibility to discuss the possibility of them making changes to their lifestyles to prevent unplanned pregnancies because we know that abstinence is the only 100% sure way that pregnancy is not going to happen. And then other reasons to implement this program are to improve the health of our youth, reach more at risk for abortion, and most importantly, to have the opportunity to share the love of Jesus with them. So please pray with us as we work towards implementing this new service, and like I said, especially for Karen, because um, there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of how-tos to figure out, but we know this is the next step, so we're, we're ready to take that next step. So just be praying for us. Um, our stats for 2018, and let you see how your investments have made an impact, um, we, 217 ladies came to us considering abortion. And out of that number, we know that 146 of those chose life. Um, we know that there were probably more, but it's hard to follow up with our patients um, for different reasons. And the gospel was shared 699 times, and we know that there were 53 salvations and probably more that we don't know about. So, yeah, that's a great
And the last stat I want to share with you is one that we don't always like to share, um, and we don't always like to hear because it's hard to hear, but it is a reality, and it's a re reality that we see and grieve over every day at Sound Choices. Um, the number of patients that came to us in 2018 who aborted, that number is 21. Um, so that means that not only 21 lives were lost, but 21 families were changed forever. And it can be devastating and life-altering, but for God and his forgiveness and his redemption. So I know that's not easy to hear, but it is, it is reality. It happens. Um, so continue praying and um, investing. So you may be saying, Melissa, what's the big deal about this? Why do I need to know about this? Why do I need to hear about this? This doesn't relate to me. Um, oh, it, but it does. Um, abortion is not only a woman's issue. It harms not only the women, but it harms babies. It harms fathers. It harms families. It harms communities. Approximately one million babies are aborted each and every year here in America. Abortion eliminates the baby. But it doesn't eliminate the poverty, the sexual abuse, and the relationship difficulties. Abortion is wrong because it attacks the sanctity of human life, the sanctity of marriage, and the sanctity of family. Um, my pastor, I don't know if this was original to him, but it's stuck in my head and I don't think it'll ever go away. But he said, the womb is the most dangerous place in the world. So let that sink in. The womb, where those precious little babies are, is the most dangerous place in the world. Just this week, in our community, and not, not in our community, in our country, in New York, I don't know if everybody's heard about it, but um, there is a bill that was passed that allows abortion up until birth. Up until birth. Um, can you believe that? I know when we heard about it, it on Wednesday, I think it was, at Sound Choices, we had no words. We cannot even put it into words how that's just, it's unbelievable. It's hard to express how we feel. Um, and even the governor the very next day declared that all of the buildings, the big towers and stuff down in, in New York, be lit up pink in honor of that bill that had passed. So God have mercy on us. So yes, this does relate to us. Yes, it does. It should matter to you. Um, we as the church need to stand up and say, no, no more. This is not going to happen in this country that we live in because it is a big deal. We need to be like David um, when he was about to face the giant. And everybody else was run, turning and running away from this big giant that was so big. But little David decided, no, I'm not going to run away. I'm going to run towards the problem. So that's what we're doing at Sound Choices. We're not running away. Um, we're running towards this big giant. Um, but we know that our God is a great big God, and he's bigger than this giant that's um, going on in our country. Um, I lastly want to just close by saying, if anybody's here has experienced an abortion in their past, um, this conversation today is not to bring judgment or to cause you pain or harm, but it's just to let you know that there is hope, there is freedom, there is forgiveness in Jesus. Um, with the blood of Jesus, you can be made whole and new and clean, and he will use you um, because that's just what he did for me. And he gave me these verses right after I um, 
relinquished my control over to him and accepted his forgiveness. And I just want to share them with you today from Psalm 18. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. So thank you. We love you. God bless you. I know this service has been a little different, and uh, we're going to end it a little different in just a moment. I think the most appropriate way to end this service would be to have prayer over these folks, uh, that God would continue to bless and anoint their ministry. And, uh, and let me help you understand uh, the intense spiritual warfare they deal with uh, every day. Um, we have seen hostility against this ministry tremendously increase uh, across the nation. Uh, it's being attacked from every angle uh, imaginable, and, uh, and we anticipate that just to continue to intensify. And we need to understand that our ultimate battle is not against flesh and blood, but what? Spiritual powers of darkness. It's uh, Satan who's uh, behind uh, abortion, the abortion uh, industry, and you need to understand that from Satan's perspective, yes, abortion kills a baby, yes, it wounds a mother and father as well, and family members, I could go on and on, but from his perspective, uh, the most important thing about abortion is that it aborts the conscience of our nation. Uh, the two truths that Satan hates more than any other truths are the two truths that this ministry is built on. The sanctity of human life, that life was, is created by a personal God in His image, therefore has intrinsic worth and value, and then the gospel of Jesus Christ, that God left heaven, came to this world in the person of Jesus to redeem man. This ministry is built on those two truths. And because this ministry is built on these two truths and is right on the front lines related to both, uh, from Satan's perspective, he's got to take us out. And he'll do anything and everything he can uh, to take us out. Uh, most of you are aware of the fact that earlier in the year, uh, there was a law passed in California as well as Illinois and Hawaii that... Uh, very thankfully, it was overturned by the United States Supreme Court in a five to four decision. Uh, but if that would have been upheld, uh, you would have probably had your pastor in prison and, uh, and other pregnancy center workers. Uh, because you remember the bill, it uh, mandated that pregnancy centers uh, promote abortion as well as uh, the. Uh, possibility of giving birth, and that's something that uh, would have been a violation of our conscience under the Lordship of Christ, and definitely would have been an area where we would have had to practice civil disobedience uh, out of our commitment to Jesus as Lord. So we're thankful that that was overturned, but folks, there's going to be something else right around the corner, uh, whether it's legislatively, legislatively or just uh, attacks uh, 
this ministry has been viciously attacked. It's, 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 uh, uh, the building's been trashed on different times. They've had the FBI come in and investigate terrorist threats that we've received, uh, death threats. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's a ministry that you need to understand uh, is under, you know, you, th- you think all we're trying to do is love these girls and this is what we get? Well, shouldn't we expect that? Because what did Jesus get? A cross. Uh, and all he did was love. And uh, so we need, to, we need to remember them in prayer. I will tell you before we pray for them, one of the most important things you can do, one of the simplest things you can do, and make sure you do this before you leave. If you're not on that, what do you technically call it? The e-prayer e- 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 team? Uh, you need to get on that. All you need to do is give them your email address, and it's one of the most remarkable ways you can, you can support this ministry. What it is, they will send out emails uh, when they're dealing with a tough situation. I mean, all the information is confidential, but you'll get these emails that, you know, we're dealing with a tough situation, an abortion-minded woman, and, and we need you to cry out uh, to God right now. And uh, we have seen this to be one of the most effective tools in the ministry. And so we would encourage more of you to uh, become a part of that uh, prayer team. And then again, there may be some of you that would even be interested in getting more directly involved as a volunteer. There's many different ways you can get involved. And so uh, make sure you take the time to talk to them if you think there's any interest there. And they'll share with you the different ways and let you know how they can provide equipping and training for you uh, to get involved. You don't have to just uh, counsel directly to clients or other ways to get involved, but uh, you just follow God's uh, direction in that. So let me ask you folks, would you mind just sort of coming right here to the uh, center of the sanctuary? Uh, Carol, you come along with them as well. But any of you board members, patient advocates, the parenting teachers, just anyone and everyone that's directly involved. And then I want to ask of uh, 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 any of our elders, uh, uh, ministers, uh, deacons, if you would come, and let's just surround them, surround them. Just uh, men, if you would just join your hands, your arms, just and you just completely encircle them. Yeah, thank you. Right, great. And then, while I ask the rest of you, we uh, we have kneelers on the back of our pews. If you're physically able, you folks can remain standing. But if you are physically able, if not, that's fine. You just remain seated. Let's get on our knees before God as we go to Him in prayer. Father, we thank you for the uh, ministry of uh, Sound Choices. It's uh, Amazing to uh, think back uh, to 1981 uh, when we opened this ministry right below us and we actually had uh, women bringing first morning urine samples into our main church reception office uh, for pregnancy tests. But Lord, as we started where we were with what we could do, you blessed. And... uh, very first client that came in, abortion-minded, turned from abortion, gave birth to two beautiful little girls named Faith and Hope. And I could go on and on. That was just the first of many that we had the opportunity to dedicate 
to you, knowing it was through the instrumentality of this ministry uh, that those girls had been saved from the slaughter of abortion and their mother uh, coming to know Jesus, to be saved from eternal destruction and know new life in Christ. And so, Lord, that was the first of uh, literally thousands uh, over the years. And uh, we praise you uh, for all that you've done in and through this ministry. We, Lord, we know that this has truly been a God thing. It's not an Andy Merritt ministry. It's not a Carol Henschel or Melissa Howard ministry or Edgewood Baptist ministry. Uh, this is your ministry. And we are just mere slaves, servants to, to do your bidding. But thank you for the wonderful privilege that you've given us as a church, as a people, to be co-laborers with you in this effort and how we have seen this just multiply across the nation and uh, where today there are close to 4,000 of these pregnancy centers uh, that far outnumber uh, abortion clinics around the country now, uh, which we would never have envisioned have gotten there. And so, Lord, uh, we, just, we just thank you for all that you've done. But, Lord... We can't just rest on past victories, past laurels. We know we're in a fight. We're in a battle. The war is not over. And uh, Lord, we know these folks are right on the uh, front lines. And so that's why we're closing this service in the manner in which we're closing it today, praying for them. And so, Father, we do surrender uh, the ministry of sound choices and all their board and staff and volunteers to you. We place... Uh, this entire ministry and each person involved under the umbrella of your protection, under the shadow of your wings, that you'll continually keep them from Satan and all his evil workers, from all evil and perverse people, and any evil or harm that could uh, befall them. Uh, Lord, we know our enemy uh, has placed a big target on this ministry, and he wants to bring it down, and he'll do it any way that he can. And so, Lord, in your infinite mercy, uh, as almighty, sovereign God, uh, give us grace to circumvent his attacks, uh, to be able to stand firm in our faith uh, and upon your word, uh, and that you would uh, shield us, and that you would grant us the victory uh, over his attacks. You'd give us the grace to endure those attacks, and instead of in fear, retreating, that we boldly would continue to go forward through this ministry to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ and to lift up the sanctity of human life. Amen. And so, Lord, we uh, pray your encouragement upon uh, each of these. Uh, Lord, we know they're ordinary folks just like we are, and there's not only the trials related to the ministry, but there's just the daily uh, trials of their own uh, uh, personal lives and what they're dealing with, with uh, family and other issues, health issues, financial issues. We can just go on and on. And so, Father, we just pray that you would just strengthen them and bless them. Lord, our prayer for them would be that uh, as uh, uh, a group that is uh, come to together to do this battle, you'd grant them, according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened and to be strengthened with power. And power... Uh, that would abide in the Holy Spirit that dwells in them. And that they would know Christ always uh, having preeminence in their hearts, uh, preeminence in this ministry. That you would give them the grace always to keep Christ as their first love. That uh, they nor we would make the mistake that the church of Ephesus made, that we looked at here a few weeks ago, 
where they became very involved in ministry, but they drifted from their love from you, and they drifted from their power source, and their uh, light of their testimony began to diminish, and you had to warn them uh, to return to their first love. So Lord, help them maintain you first in this ministry. Um, Father, we pray that you would uh, uh, just let them know that love of yours that you've rooted and grounded them in, a love from which nothing can sever them, can uproot them. And we pray that you would uh, uh, take them even uh, deeper into the knowledge, experience, and enjoyment of the length, depth, breadth, and height of the love of Christ and do that so that they will be empowered to love others and especially love their clients, these women that come in for ministry and that you would give them a divine wisdom and understanding to be able to relate to them, to demonstrate your love to them. And as a result of their ministry, Lord, we pray for the honor and glory of Jesus that many, many, many will turn from abortion to choose life for their babies. And then, Father, we pray that these babies that are saved, you will target them and that you will draw them to Christ and that they would fulfill their God-given destiny. And this would resound to the praise and glory of your grace throughout all eternity. Uh, Father, we uh, establish this ministry to be an arm of the gospel. And so we pray that you also give them uh, boldness uh, to share the truth of Christ to those that come in. And that we would have many that would turn from uh, their own sin and selfishness and rebellion and independence and that they would embrace Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, uh, never to be the same again, to grow in your grace and your love and in your might. Uh, Lord, uh, bless, anoint this ministry to bring healing to those that have already suffered from abortion, uh, that they would know the precious grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, give us grace to uphold the sanctity of marriage and uh, to promote that as well as sexual abstinence before marriage. So many opportunities to minister in so many different ways. And, and Lord, just give them grace uh, to do so. And then, Lord, we're just going to trust uh, now that as we go into this new year, 2019, uh, that you're going to do uh, exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what you've ever done in the past in and through this uh, ministry, beyond anything any one of us could even imagine or pray for at this moment. And we pray that you'll do that uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ, and for the spiritual welfare and benefit of not only this generation, but future generations. And, uh, and we trust you for it. Lord, provide every need. Uh, you know that this has become a very uh, uh, enormous ministry in many ways. And uh, Lord, it requires not only people resources, but financial resources. But you are Jehovah Jireh. And uh, Lord, we look to you to make every provision for them as they continue to walk in faith and to trust you. Uh, Lord, uh, help us as a church family, uh, again, never to lose our love for this ministry, uh, never to uh, lose our burden for it, but that burden, that love would increase, our prayers would increase, our giving would increase, our direct involvement would increase, and that you would just uh, continue to uh, use us. And then, Lord, we also think as we close... What an incredible privilege that it was that you used the model of this ministry to establish hundreds of other pregnancy centers across the nation way back in the 80s and the uh, 90s. 
And uh, Father, uh, as we look forward to the upcoming uh, National Pregnancy Center Conference, it will host March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd right here. Uh, Lord, bless that gathering. Uh, use it to renew, to revive, uh, and refresh all the hearts of those that attend in your presence. Uh, that they would be reignited in their faith, hope, and love in you, and a return to their ministries uh, recharged. And Lord, just continue to bless this uh, uh, ministry throughout the nation, and, uh, and not only in this nation, but uh, many of these pregnancy centers exist internationally, uh, because we know abortion is just not an American issue, but it's a worldwide, global issue, uh, the destruction of, of human life. So, Lord, uh, again, thank you for your faithfulness to us over the years. Thank you for your blessing on this ministry. And continue to bless it, that it might continue to be a blessing. For it's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen. 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 God bless.